Good evening and welcome to Mountain Bears. I'm Mason Knight, and of course, with tonight is the Techie with Mostus, Techie Cubby Joe. How are you, darling? I'm doing pretty good. How are you this evening? Yeah, I'm a little evil, a little mixed up, a little, you know, I don't know. Going, <laughs> huh? Um, like he didn't die? How did he not, like, like you know, is this a new regiment for the world? Do what? Mansion. He decided he's oh, not going to yeah. run. I know, but hasn't he been like saying this for the last few years? Well, yeah, but they always do that bait and switch, and you know they do. Well, this so, is true. You know. Hey, but Devin. He, hey, Devin. He's made it official. He isn't running as senator for West Virginia. Now we just need Capito and Morrissey to like also volunteer to, you know, be adults and get a real job. True. That that would be weird. Oh, I found the am I the asshole for this show? All right. <laughs> this oh, this will be a fun one. <sighs> All right. There there is a penantry to this one that's like, oh, this is gonna be fun. All right, so Ohio apparently got weed and reproductive rights, says Devin. Good. Reproductive rights is important. Weed is even more important. I mean, you know, though, I, I think someone was hedging their bets on that one. Mm-hmm. Like, if they don't get reproductive rights, at least they can smoke a joint about it and feel okay. Or, you know, if they didn't get weed, at least, you know. Okay. So, this has been my dichotomy going on over in Ohio. Okay. When I was in Ohio, well, still now, Columbus is the equality of... Um, hello, Miss Brenda. You know, it is the, that it's the East Coast, San Francisco is Columbus. It's okay. the you know, it's got the whole nine yards, including Stonewall. Like the Pride community is huge there. It has the biggest gay population on the East Coast. All of this, and then we have like Delight as governor, and Republican senators as senators, and Republican like the Republicans are crazy up there. You know, the last time I was up there, it looked like, I don't know, Camp Trump. And I'm like, what is this shit? Of course, that's also where I met my first ever gay Republican. And I'm like, are you in psychological therapy? Because you should be. Um, no, well, I mean, there's a couple of different things that go on. Right. Um, the, the, Happen in uh, like when you talk about states and districting, districting, and like how much of a state mm -hmm. is a political party, right? Um, in terms of people, total population, people in a given area, mm -hmm. And, you know, like, how does that compare to, like, the percentages of total? Right. You know, like, if, if the, you know, if Columbus is very gay and, and, and uh, Democrat. Right. And, okay, that's a good chunk of population, but the rest of the state is, you know, 
Republican AF, uh-huh. then you kind of have a moment there of, of like, this is a divided state right. um, because n- numerically it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, then we see that in districting. Right. Um, that when we start drawing those maps so that um, <laughs> one party or the other can right. roll a district, right. um, then the representation can get weird. Right. Um, that it's like, even though, for instance, like, you know, Columbus right. itself um, may be heavily uh, 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 Democrat, right. if you draw the districts right, Mm-hmm. You you can stack it to where all those votes are like w- for one person, right? Like that represents one district, right? Even though population wise, you know, you're now unbalanced again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it gets weird. It was like totally weird. So anyhow, I'm glad that you know they've got themselves together. Oh yeah, Devin's with you. Like, uh, yeah, they're uh, yeah, they are Asen, and all these dumbass hicks eat it up. I'm in hell. Yeah, I'm in Republican hell. Yeah. Um, no, we we believe me, we understand. We're in West Virginia. There are pockets of liberal West Virginia. Like, and please do not go down a deep rabbit hole with those words because it's a very shallow hole <laughs> it's like it's, it's it's like when we say liberal it's it's kind of not as liberal as you'd think um <laughs> but it's it's like okay we think you're human and have rights um like we we'll agree on that um but then when we go down the republican side that's a rabbit hole yeah. well see what i think is funny is okay on this street, we have two neighbors. Oh, that had to live directly across from each other. They do. They do. So, this is how Asen almost wrecked the car. It, it, you know, it was a few days after Election Day, and we have had Republican mayor's mother on one side of the street who's been flying the blue and red all election season flag and all mm-hmm. and it disappears because of course you know flag here's a day off election day she's had it all yep and the other side of the street is a neighbor that i think is pretty cool like we have agreements they're mm-hmm. you know we're multi-generational both multi-generational landowners we get along pretty good their dog and our dogs like each other everything's pretty cool and all of a sudden i see a red and blue flag over there and it was like oh oh (laughs) what now what 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 has occurred like what what and then i read it and And it said across it in big letters he lost damn it I die. And I almost said a telephone call. <laughs> which is fair. Which is fair. Yeah. Oh, but no, 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 no. Like, there was a whole moment. Like, you first saw it and just, like, about flipped. 
Right. Like, and then you read it, and it was like, okay, that's, that's, it Hilarious. was almost worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, there, there was the initial reaction when it's like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm going to go over and beat his ass. What the hell? Yeah. And then it's the, okay, now I'm going to need him to take that down so that no one wrecks. <laughs> yes. Um, meanwhile, stop antagonizing the woman in her 90s. <laughs> keeps her blood pressure up, keeps her blood pressure up. Just wait till June, honey. Just wait till June. Or earlier. Or earlier. Oh, this was, this was before, this was pre-Panini. Um, yeah, yeah this, this was 2020 when he lost. Uh -huh. Um, yeah. 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 Like, that, well, like, and I say pre-Panini because, like, the one neighbor had had the, their stuff up all the way through the election mm -hmm. for, like, months before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure many. Yeah. Like, no, we've seen it all here because we, we're, we're kind of in rural West Virginia hell. And you've debated me for years about me calling this rural. And I'm like, but it is. But it is. I don't think I mean, it qualifies royal anymore. Sweetheart, we're in the city, but the county still owns our road. No, that is shit that only... Do what now? It's a state road. It's not a county road. If it was a county road, none of this shit would have happened. Okay. So it's a state road, which is worse. Um, like that's, that's crap that only happens when you're rural. Mm -hmm. Like if we were in, to if we were totally ensconced in city right. limits, mm -hmm. even then it's a rural city. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, you get like four stoplights before you, you're out. Right. Like you're, you're now into the county. Four stoplights, any direction, you're pretty much in the county. No, four stoplights and you're in two other counties. Damn. It's worse than you I can either go four stoplights that way and you actually hit Raleigh County and four stoplights that way and you hit Nicholas. Uh, yes, we're in Appalachian Howe. Yes. We're also 20 years behind everybody. Yes. But no, this is what I mean. Like, this is rural. Yeah, this this is technically rural. Um, I mean, it's it's closer to city, but it like as in you know it, sure. it it's a little more city than it is rural. But yeah, yeah this is rural. Um, like can, can I can I point out our local hospital? All of your cafeteria. They're not. Not only is their MRI in a trailer, so is their cafeteria. No, their cafeteria is in a camper, not a trailer. A camper. I, was, I was trying to make it sound a little better. No, no, no. It is a, a 1974 Tobahine. I think it's probably, you know, um, one of those Rove Runners. Like, and, and picture this, because it's one thing when you say it's in a trailer, uh -huh. okay? 
I, like you envision this and you like a lot of a lot of small local hospitals have like the the mri uh uh tow uh, like a tractor trailer um mm-hmm. uh trailer uh mri unit and those are usually you you know you you back it up and and it's got the little doorway and it you know it's thick okay that's that's the mri experience the cafeteria y'all it is sitting on cinder blocks, stacks of cinder blocks. Mm-hmm. It is, it is because yeah, yeah. It is so bad. It is so bad. We basically like our our local hospital, um, and we'll get to the next fun thing about them. But their cafeteria is effectively a food truck that someone parked. Right. Okay. When you need an x-ray in this hospital, you do not get rolled to x-ray. Right. They roll the portable x-ray to you. Yes. Like, let let that sink in. When we say it is small local hospital, real emphasis on small. Well, not only that, but like the second floor is now a nursing home. <laughs> oh God, it gets worse. Well, I was gonna go with their ER lobby has like five chairs. Well, yeah, because it's a band aid station. It's literally stabilize your ass and get you out of here to a real hospital. I've had doctors tell me that. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. like because like there's like. Welcome to West Virginia. There are layers of medical care, like the, the like it's tiered. Mm-hmm. Um, we we with Plateau Medical Center, we are so far now. Like I, typically I would have called it a helipad with a mm-hmm. band aid station. Mm-hmm. But their helipad isn't even that good. Well, their helipad is actually the football field. I know this is what I'm pointing out. This is not even really a helipad. Right. Like they don't have a helipad. Like if there's a okay. Friday night football game and you have a traumatic injury of more than a paper cut, like someone's gonna be real mad. Now like, you have pause to wait the game. No, they just pause the game. The teams go to the side. The cheerleaders start their the, the, do their little parade things on each like a cheer off going on while the helipad lifts off. It is <coughs> oh, good grief! Yeah. Um, oh, didn't realize until I pulled up how to get to Black Chapel, and Google actually said you can't get there from where you are. I always thought that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Well, and that's the thing. Like, we find it hilarious. Um, God help you use a gay app in West Virginia. Like, Grindr. Oh, my God, the lies it tells. Mm. Um, and, and, and But it's one of those things you have to take into consideration. It's not potentially wrong right. when it says someone is 30 miles from you. Right. It's just there's probably no way in hell to get that 30 miles covered in 30 miles. 
it's right. more like an hour. Right. But you did <laughs> remind me of a review that we had to do. Oh, okay. Remember, I was going to review Field. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I had better luck on OKCupid. Okay <laughs> that's not a good review. Okay, oh. first of all, um, all the people are not even close. Okay. Okay. Second of all, they do not understand sexual orientation. What? Yeah, they matched me with like 50 people. Out of those 50 people, it asked what you're looking for. And I clearly stated gay male. I had straight men for days. It looked like a damn bar. Oh, no. Maybe four gay men. Oh, no. And you oh, can't no. message people. Unless what? you pay. Yeah. Like you have to have a paid membership. Squirt is better. Yeah, basically. Like, there's not much that isn't better. Like, Facebook dating is better. Oh, please. At Facebook that dating point, is a fucking boring machine. <sighs> Good grief. Okay, so Field just hasn't quite made it yet. Yeah, like, I think the if premise is great. I think it's great for um, straight-orientated people. But I, I do mean, not think that it is for us. Potentially. That's if it doesn't, like, try to, like, put two straight men together. True. It sounds like it just really doesn't understand. Well, it attaches to the, you know, the binary. That's it. Okay. And it's binary. Um, do, does it even have trans options? No. Ew. Ew. No. Feel. Come on. Get it together. Right. It's 2023. Like you could. You can do more. Yeah. Like you can do more. Yeah. So there's that <sighs> report for the poly people wondering if feel is worth it. No, it's not. Not well. It's definitely not not worth paying for right now. Right. Um, is it inherently never going to be worth it? Never worth having a profile? Maybe not. Maybe not. It's a watch and see. See if it gets better. Yeah, it's a watch and see. Okay, so GQ came out with a story, and I don't agree with their headline. At all. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, how the one penis policy became the most hated thing in polyamory and why it might not always be so bad. Oh, GQ. All right. First of all, the most hated thing in polyamory is the unicorn and dragon hunters. Okay. Well, yeah, but let's go into what a one penis policy is. Okay. Like, I think make sure the audience understands what it, what what we're talking about here. So, one penis policy is, um, it, it's very common in um heterosexual poly, mm-hmm. um, where it is a effectively poly that starts as a couple mm-hmm. that opens up. 
Um, typically, the idea is he can be with as many uh, women as he wants to. She can be with as many women as she wants to. She mm -hmm. cannot, however, be with other men. That is the general principle of a one penis policy is that she is not to be with another man. That only one male female relationship exists here. Like you, in terms of um, her. Right. Yeah. Um, now we don't see that in as much or quite always the equivalent. Um, it, it's, it happens. Um, you'll occasionally see that, um, like, gay side, in which it's like a one-top policy. Mm -hmm. um, it's rare. Right. But one penis policy has been really prolific. Right. Um, and it, it typically also pairs up really well with this idea of unicorn hunting. Right. Um, it pairs up really well with this um, hierarchical relationship concept mm -hmm. that the couple is the core, that is your primary, and right. everything else is secondary, tertiary, whatever to it, um, the, but the couple is the primary. Right. Yeah. But no, I totally disagree with you, GQ. Unicorn and dragon hunting, i.e., we have to date the same girl or we have to date the same guy. That's much more hated in the poly community. That's much more talked about in the poly community. It is, though, I don't know. I like, I've seen it come up a lot in the groups, though. Yeah. Like forums, like forums, like you say the one penis policy phrase right. and just, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's the Instagram. It's like, oh, you don't even know what you're doing. Right. <sighs> like, unicorn hunting is one thing. Dragon hunting is one thing. Which, take those away real quick. Well, I took those away. You know, unicorn hunting is dating the same girl. Dragon hunting is uh -huh. dating. That the couple has to date the same guy. Um, and only that guy. Yeah, well, and it's the search for this one perfect partner. Right. And that's the entirety of their polyamory, is one perfect partner that they are both interested in to create a triad. Right. So, yeah. Uh, hmm, yeah. 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 That, that's, again, starts getting into this, like, it, it feels very gatekeepy. No. Like, we can be poly, we just can't find the right person. Uh-huh. We're, we're poly, but we just can't find the right person. Yeah, whatever. You can't find the right indignant. It's, you've whittled down the selection criteria to a point that this will never happen. Right. But we're poly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. So Swifties are on the move. Ooh, we have not only suing um, Ticketmaster. Okay. But, you know, and that's been a very large suit on Ticketmaster. It's now moved to almost it's class action over some of the crap that Ticketmaster pulled with their tickets of double dipping. Um, oh, so what was Ticketmaster doing? 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So Ticketmaster to control scalping. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, made it to where you couldn't sell your ticket unless you sold it on their secondary market. Okay. Made it to where if the venues do not sign with Ticketmaster to sell the tickets, mm -hmm. um, for the venue, then they couldn't get that artist in. Like, that's why, you know, like, example... We'll never see Taylor Swift at the Fayette Memorial thing because they're not part of Ticketmaster. Oh, so they were creating exclusivity with artists. Uh -huh. Like, you want Taylor Swift, you have to sign up with Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster uh -huh. is the only vendor for tickets to a Taylor Swift event. Right. Like, as an example. And exactly. No, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Okay. And then, like, say we got tickets. But we couldn't go, so we wanted to either give them or sell them. Mm -hmm. We had to do it and pay a fee through Ticketmaster. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they're double dipping. Well, there. I mean, now there there are people who would argue that they're also trying to prevent like ticket scams because when you're talking about an artist like Taylor Swift. Right. And you're talking about a ticket that you can purchase digitally mm -hmm. and, and potentially resell 50 times. Mm -hmm. There becomes a really lucrative opportunity to buy one ticket and scalp it 50 times and then let the venue figure it the fuck out. Well, yeah, but do you think that... They should be allowed to take 30% of the second sale. That seems excessive. Yeah. Although, again, I think Ticketmaster would sit there and argue that you could get into a situation in which, well, now, okay, I do have a question before I finish that sentence. Mm -hmm. Do they allow you to fix the price of it or do they only allow you to resell it for what you uh, bought it for? No, you can sell it for whatever, but they're taking 30% of that sale. Okay. Okay. Um, so, you know, they they created this, you know, this we control everything mentality. Um, and now they're being sued over it. Yeah, it, it, that is really screwed up. So basically what, what Ticketmaster has decided is their tickets are non-transferable. Right. As in, you can bring a guest or you can buy right. tickets for someone. You right. can't wholesale transfer that ticket to another human. Right. And as in a sale. Like right. if you're a dad and you buy your daughter a Taylor Swift ticket, that's fine. Mm -hmm. If you buy your daughter a Taylor Swift ticket and then you want to sell that to someone else because, I don't know, your daughter died. Um, whatever scenario, mm -hmm. that's illegal. Like our system rejects that. You're not right. the, the ticket purchaser. You're not who the ticket was purchased for. Well, not only that, but they take 30% from that sale. Right. So they get Which... like 30% on their first sale. Then they turn around and get 30% on the second sale. Mm-hmm. Which is bad when you're talking about, like, a legitimate human being who wants to, like, I bought a ticket, I don't need the ticket, 
-hmm. Let me just, you know, sell it on to someone who will go enjoy the show. Right. Um, You know, and and that's fine. And if you're talking about reasonable amounts in which it's like, Mm -hmm. I bought the ticket for $200, I'm selling the ticket for $200, what's the deal? Um, Again, I, I think that that starts to get into the excessive double dipping. Um, that's right. the problem side of it. Now, if you're talking right. about you have people sitting there the day the tickets go on sale, they buy a right. block of a hundred mm-hmm. for face value, right? And then they want to turn around and resell those, right? For a fifteen hundred percent markup, right? Um, because the concert sold out in fifteen minutes, right? Which happens when you buy a hundred uh, block of tickets, mm-hmm. then I can be a little more comfortable with Nah, Ticketmaster, make your money. No, because say, that's not what the they ticket. sold. Let's say you buy the ticket and you mm-hmm. want to give it to Brenda mm-hmm. to go. You still have to pay them the thirty percent. Yeah. See, that's where I have a problem. Yeah. I think they could have designed this better for the realities of, mm-hmm. like, if you're just yep. transferring the ticket to a friend, right? If right. you're just wanting to get your money back out of it, right? Then no, I don't think you need the thirty percent. But if you, if right. this is, if, but the flip side of that is, if you're talking about people who intentionally buy tickets just to sell them and make a profit, right? Then now I don't have a problem with Ticketmaster eats thirty of that, right? Because that's not what they sold. No, like the person who bought the original ticket in that mm-hmm. scenario right. was never going to the show. This is how they make their money. So fine, right. Ticketmaster wants to take thirty percent of that. Let Ticketmaster take thirty percent of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was sweet of me? I'm sorry, I missed it. To give her a Taylor Swift ticket. Oh. Um, like, no, I don't have a problem with, like, like, I, or more importantly, I do have a problem with the fact that Ticketmaster is pulling that stunt on the just transfer or just, hey, I, like, I spent $200 on a ticket, like, give me $150, we'll call it even. Yeah, but no, $1,400 for a Taylor Swift ticket, plus the additional fees from Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the artist is probably making only ten percent of that. I I think they need to to nuance their system mm-hmm. to to attenuate for the fact that like right. if if we're talking about just right you know normal human things right don't take the double dipped fee right. um but if we're talking about like no someone bought a hundred flipping tickets they have no desire to go see this show they just know that other people do right and they'll pay thousands of dollars for a ticket right and so they bought you know two thousand dollars worth of tickets and made two hundred thousand right then their website could not handle the millions of swifties trying to get tickets when her fan club was supposed to get a code and be pre-ordering tickets early it wasn't even a, it, the site crashed. Yeah. 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 No, I mean that. 
Ticketmaster has long had issues, though. Right. Like, it... Well, and that's like Shopify. They have the same issues. Every time Jeffree Star releases makeup, the website trashes. Like, mm-hmm. that was my main decision about who I went with. Because there was a debate on whether we were going to do Shopify or WooCommerce. Yeah. And we went with WooCommerce because every time we see Shopify, it crashes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, that like WooCommerce is a lot more comfortable with volume. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Shopify has some benefits, I know, but yeah, it 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 yeah. it doesn't do sudden spike volume. It right. it, it it croaks. Right. Well, it's, you know, you know, and it's just insane. I mean, even if we look at like the Jeffrey Star makeup collection and you know the credit paint collection that was released um not by jeffree star it was ridiculous all right so now back to actual taylor swift so all right so what has she done now well she auctioned off one of her platinum records she re-recorded her records and she's out selling them okay yeah she's got some some fundraising going yeah she's got some fun fundraising going but she also um she's changing the industry because as we all know she re-recorded her master her songs because she couldn't get the masters they are still in debate so she re-recorded them and are re-releasing them under her own label they're out selling their originals (laughs) <laughs> oh god love that yeah and the music industry is moving towards that yeah i think we've all gotten like the the business side of music recording mm-hmm. i i think has begun the this process of horrifying people right I mean, and it happened, I, I think it really started to happen somewhere around um, the death of Michael Jackson, and we okay. found out, like, how much of his net worth right. was owning other artists' music. Right. Like, that, that, like, I mean, brilliant investment strategy, do not get me wrong, like, but the sheer volume of it right. is, like, I own everybody right if they were a top you know artist they bought their catalog and owned it right and it's so that and it becomes this really screwed up idea that you know you could be the beatles right you're an amazing band like my Mm -hmm. god right and it's like, yeah, we can sell billions of CDs. We're never going to see another dime. Right. We don't own our music. Right. We have a right to play it. We have, we right. can do all kinds of things with it, mm-hmm. you know, but we don't actually get the royalties. Right. He sold that. Right. Or more importantly, we never actually owned it to begin with because our mm-hmm. representative retained it and right. they sold it. Right. Um, in a cash grab, not knowing the future of music. Right. 
Because a lot of this happened at a point in which it didn't sound like you owned anything. Right. And then suddenly you did. Because right. the internet. <laughs> Welcome to the internet. But, you know, so it's to me, well, one, you know, the record companies are now changing the language in the contracts where you can't do that because of her doing that because they lose the value of the property. Mm-hmm. But it's awesome that she's like, you know, that's just the platinum. I've got the, you know, I've got the whatever. It's just the master. I have the right to re-record it. Mm -hmm. And then use that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I I hate that what she's doing is changing how the contracts are working. Right. Because, I mean, she's most likely going to be one of the last people to be able to pull it off. Um. But it may inspire other artists to think really hard, long and hard before you sign that damn contract. Right. Right. Because um, I have to say, the music industry is stuck somewhere around the same mentality mm-hmm. of like uh, actors and actresses, um, all the way back to uh, Betty Davis and studio right. contracts. And, and right. the abysmal language that was in those that they were literally studio property. You're an asset. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we don't represent, we don't employ right. Betty Davis. We own her. Right. And just the mentality of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that there weren't any benefits to those contracts. There were. Right. You, you got paid regardless of whether you worked or not. Right. You know, the, the there was a general understanding the studio is going to support you, your lifestyle, and your ability to eat during that period. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the idea that you're going to make the studio millions mm-hmm. and never see a dime. You yeah. have no choice over what movies you're in. Mm-hmm. Studio says, go do Planet of the Apes. You go do Planet of the Apes. You know, you are blonde bombshell number 53. Right. Get over it. Get over it. Right. And, you know, the, you know, record labels and everything else has came out of that formula. Yeah. Well, and that's basically how we are. Well, I mean, it's gotten a little better than that, but it's still, it's, it's very close to that. Like we we divorced artists from their from their lyrics, from the actual music produced, right? From the royalties, from the merchandising, from like all of it, right? And for a lot of artists, it means that like they can go play their music at an event, mm-hmm. like they own the right to do that but they may even still have to pay someone for doing that yeah like because they perform their own music mm-hmm. because um, they still own the rights well see and that was the big thing about like backstreet boys you would think that backstreet boys and instinct would be rolling in the dough actually no i wouldn't because that was during the like band uh manufacturing era Mm-hmm. Like, so many of those bands were manufactured. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they did a basically a talent call. Mm-hmm. 
scouted a bunch of, of kids. Kids. All right. Put them in a boy band, gave them a look, gave them a personality, gave them a name. Mm-hmm. Told them what to sing, when to sing it. Like, they didn't create this music. They were handed lyrics and, you know, right. sing it. Sing yeah. into this microphone. Yeah. It was, an, it was an assembly line. Exactly. You know, um, and then, you know, like, <clears throat> I think that's why we see, like, Michelle Visage still working after her career. You know, and still like bumping the gigs and doing tours with you know RuPaul's Drag Queens. It isn't because she likes it. It isn't because it's her passion. It's because you know when she was in the girl bands, she didn't make anything. If anything, she probably got a bill. Well, or more importantly, like the, this manufactured music group system. Right. It made a lot of people rich. Not a damn one of them was the rec- the the person who got up, sang, and performed. Right. Um. It, it was just this this continuous money flow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was an assembly line, and they were widgets. Right. So yeah, no, I like I and I'd already seen some documentaries on that one uh, and on that one specifically. Um. And it's just horrifying. Yeah. It's sort of like the what Gary Coleman story. Well, um, yeah, but his parents done that one. Well, his parents did that one, but fundamentally, it, it's the same story. Like he yeah. got out there, he did the work. You think, well, my God, as many shows as he was on and many years he was on television, dude's loaded, right? No, no, like every other child actor. His parents got the money and he got the boot. Right. Like, you know, oh, sorry, you're no longer cute and adorable. You're you're not making movies anymore. You're not making television anymore. Like, yeet. <laughs> We're done with you. But thanks right. for the cash. Exactly. Thanks for the royalties. We own that. Mm-hmm. Because we're the ones that signed the contract because you were a minor. You know, so, yeah. And I you do know. appreciate though Hollywood has gone behind that. Um, Gary Coleman, I think, was actually the impetus to that, um, yeah. and changed the law um, yeah. so that percentages of that money has to be retained for the child, mm-hmm. and that is inaccessible to the parents, and they receive it uh, upon becoming uh, an age of majority. It's either like 18 or 21. Like, it's held in trust. Right. Um, Which I think they need to move into doing that. Like, YouTube needs to fall into those guidelines. TikTok needs to fall into those guidelines. Sorry, there's been too many cases of stage moms and stage dads and TikTok moms and TikTok dads Mm -hmm. that just make bank. Yeah. Well, and more importantly, it's not that your kids are an incidental part of why you're, you know, like, I'm, if you are the YouTube star, you're the one people are showing up for, you are 85, 90, 95% of the content. Mm -hmm. And incidentally, your kids are seen on screen incidentally you talk about your kids incidentally 
to mm -hmm. making your content. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with those kids not getting money. But then we go back to like Daddy 05, mm -hmm. in which they were supposedly writing skits for these kids. Right. Like, she, your kids were like 85% of your content. This is what people right. showed up for, not you. They didn't care about you. Right. Like, that's different. Right. Well, you know, and then you have people like, you know, for example, you don't, I don't know if you like her or not. I really don't care. Most times I'll watch it when you're in sleep. Anyhow, but Jane Morrell, she never shows her kids. This woman has like 13 people at her house. The most you're going to see is a hand. Well, the baby. You see the baby. You see the baby, but, you know, but, not viably identifiable. Right. And that was actually who I was thinking of when I'm describing it, is incidentally, mm -hmm. you see a kid Edgar in there. Right. But it's not like, you know, hi, are the spotlights on you? Do something. Right. Um, you know, hi, I'm a mother with, a, you know, with an infant, mm -hmm. a toddler. <laughs> you know, we carry him around like footballs everywhere. Um, right. You know, the baby's not doing anything. Right. Like, baby is babying. Right. And not even really being cooperative towards filmmaking at that. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, yank mommy's hair. Um, yeah. You know, like, ah, stop. Um, but otherwise like no yeah. this isn't why people are here you're you're talking about how you make this work you're talking about your house you're talking about meal prep you're talking about food storage you're talking about right. is it incidental that we see a kid we hear a kid we mm -hmm. see a kid's hand we you know yeah, yeah they're on air in that sense but not in a like hi let's watch the kids yeah you know, I see more more of her chickens and her pigs and her turkeys, which are getting butchered. She's getting that damn tom this this season, even with a broken hand. Um, then I do her kids, and that's even with her kids helping her out because she's had some struggles here recently. You know, she, uh -huh. you know, had a miscarriage, had to have some kidney problems. Now she's broke her wrist, and she's like, "This is mom stuff. This yeah. is what you do." Well, yeah, she's effectively a mommy vlogger. Right. Um, and, and the kids are part of it. Right. But they're not in it. Right. Like, occasionally you see the kids for stuff. Right. But like, there was the one where they were doing, like, the fried pies, and the one daughter was just like, Here know, I am. Doing all the things. Exactly. And, but it wasn't like, you know, that wasn't the content. No. Like, nope, she was helping. Yep. You know, and, you know, not even, and I don't even think that you could identify the child, which I like that style of content versus some of the other ones. You know, we hear horror stories like Eight Passengers and those, but I don't know. Like, I don't get into those vloggers where it's just kid, 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 kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, but like, and with Jay Morrell specifically, she she tries to video away from her kids. 
she mm -hmm. tries to video while they're in other rooms or doing other mm -hmm. things or part of other right. activities or right before her day starts and everyone's up and moving like she's on the back porch she's out in her yard right like she's walked away from the kids to go do video right you know and you know that i think is a really successful execution of family of you know mommy vlogging which she doesn't i don't think she i would classify her as a mommy vlogger i would classify her as a cook you know because you know she'll show you how to do 16 meatloafs in a day um to feed 48 people yeah but at the same time the the genesis of that right is her family is the fact right. that she's a mother of i don't know however many what, 10 um i think we're up to eight with a grandbaby plus a grandbaby plus she has in-laws living with her plus she brought her husband home yeah she retired her husband right well i don't know how much retirement he's got <laughs> As in, he went from owning his own business and leaving the house every day to make money to being like, just stay home and watch the kids and collect a check. And I need outlets here, and I need outlets <laughs> here, and I need outlets here. Like, sorry, I, since the poor man has been home, he has had to rewire the basement to afford the freezers. He has built her the mega kitchen out of a two-car garage, which... She's going to be putting those blueprints up for sale, mister. I mean, but here's the thing, though. Like, the most important part of her kitchen is the fact that you can run, like, four crock pots four at the six. same time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's that level. Because that becomes a problem. Like, a six-quart crock pot's great. That feeds a lot of people. She has more than a lot of people in her household. You can't just do a crock pot of soup. You have to do multiples. Yes. And like, while you're doing multiples, you measure well, just go ahead and do two more and stick it in the freezer. Exactly. Like, go through the prep once, eat twice. Or three yeah. times, or four times, or six times. Right. You know, whatever. Um, And that's her general theory. And, like, God knows the number of uh, refrigerators and freezers the woman has. I didn't get for the longest time uh-huh that when she was showing all the refrigerators and freezers mm -hmm. that that was the front of her house like this was her front porch was like fridge freezer upright freezer upright freezer fridge <laughs> and it's just across the front of her house and it was like oh my god when when because you were watching the remodel it suddenly hit me yeah that's where her refrigerators were you mean yeah. you tell me you drive up to this poor woman's house and it looks like a bait shop yeah <laughs> up until he got, that's when he was remodeling the downstairs store mm -hmm. that's what she calls it well yeah and then she had like a fridge fail and then she replaced a fridge but then she wasn't sure if she was getting like it was a whole thing Oh, it was a whole thing. Finding the fridge for the little kitchen, and then they built the mega kitchen, and they actually got the one I want. But you get what I'm saying? I didn't realize this was all across the front of her house. 
Yeah. Like I wasn't getting it. And then all of a sudden she's showing the house re uh, like repaint. Right. The, the retrim and repaint and right. all that. And I'm like, that was her front porch. That's like, hi, welcome Jay Morrell's bait shop. Right. You know? <laughs> Crawl Dad's is over there. You know, like, oh my yeah. God, that's the front of your house. Like, yeah. Jesus, you poor woman. She does what she needs to do, honey. I mean, but, you know, he was down there putting in the storehouse in the bottom of it. Where else is she going to put eight refrigerators and eight deep freezes? I don't know the rest of the property. <laughs> like somewhere, anywhere else. But no, I that was I didn't I never caught that. Like I remember her going through and videoing it and seeing it. Oh, okay, yeah, all the refrigerators. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Got it. Didn't process like that is the front of her house. Yeah, like, that refrigerator is sitting in front of like a bay window at the front of her house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, oh done that. God, you poor woman. Well, you know, the kitchen was getting remodeled. The downstairs was getting remodeled to handle the refrigerators because they were moving out of the garage. Um, yeah, because yeah, basically uh, until then, her, her garage wasn't really like for parking cars. No. It was like family storage, food storage, stuff storage. Right. Storage. <clears throat> so they yeah. had to do a lot of things. But no, I just remembered that moment after watching it and being like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I remember oh, you happy. getting that look on your face and I'm like, honey, yeah. she lived that way for four months. Yeah. She lost the refrigerator because something didn't get closed right. Right. Yeah. Or something tried to get into something and, you know, it wasn't built for outside. Right. She didn't lock it. Right. So, um, no, I get that. I just, I, and I knew it was outside and I got that it was on a porch. I like, I got all those parts. I just didn't get front of house. Right. Like, welcome yeah. to the bait shop. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, I just think bait shop with that, like, is, is that just a purely West Virginia thing or right. not? Like you run into those, like right. let's go up to the lake. There's there's some house with a porch mm -hmm. that is is your little store at the lake, mm -hmm. and it's got like a line of refrigerators across the front of it. Like some of them are drink machines, some of right. them are bait, some of them are this, you know, and an ice machine and a you know, right. like how much crap can we cram up there? And then you have to play find the door, right. You know, so I don't know. I like watching her. She has some really cool food preserving ideas. I'm using one of them right now um, for some tomatoes. Just throw them in. Just throw them Process in. Process them later. Figure it out later. Yeah. No, she's cool. I enjoy her. I do. Mm-hmm. Like, you think I don't, I do. I What I don't enjoy is that your YouTube will loop. Yeah. And I will watch the same Jay Morrell video 15 times. 
Oh, Devin says, we have a bait shop called Fred's Got Worms, ran by my friend's kid who is in middle school and her dad. Oh, cool. Fred's Got Worms. <laughs> that works. That works. Oh, that's so cute, though. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of my YouTube, you thought you were in trouble. Oh, no. Yes, yes, Dixon Dallas, I swear. Yes, yes. You are obsessed. I am. I, I, like, I like his music. His new one, uh, Something to Feel, is very relatable. Um, and he's bringing back Lavender Country. Yes. Without yeah. the, like, country western... Yeah. When... Right. Way too clean cowboy aesthetic. Right. Like. Yeah. And what I'm really liking is his comment. Every time he gets asked this question, because, you know, the advocate asked it. There's been some other state places that have asked that he's been interviewed. And he says, my sexuality is immaterial to my music. I could be gay. I could be straight. I could be bi. At the end of the day, I feel like it doesn't matter, he said. Yes, Devin, lavender, um, it's, lavender is a weird word, um, that has been used to connotate, like, queer identity in spaces, mm -hmm. um, it's basically, like, let's use lavender to represent the entirety of the LGBTQ mm -hmm. rainbow, mm -hmm. um, and it has covered everything from lavender country which is a genre or, or a collection of artists that um, either were openly queer or were later identified as queer and their songs took on a totally different perspective. Mm -hmm. um, then there was, well, and there's also the Lavender Scare. Um, that was a moment in political history in which McCarthyism, in addition to outing all the, you know, um, Russians and, you know, communists and everything else, um, went through and decided that anyone with a queer identity, um, was a national security risk because they could be blackmailed into, uh, the control of a foreign entity. So the federal government mass fired mm -hmm. anyone suspected of um, or hinted at or reported as queer. If you were reported as gay, ever having a gay relationship, ever having gay sex, ever engaging in anything gay, you were fired from the federal government. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, this used to be a big chunk of uh, D.C. specifically. Used to um, well, probably still is, but it's now, like, it created a lot of um, um, closeting. Mm -hmm. um, because originally what was happening, and we're talking pre-1950s, is, and, and this goes into queer theory a little bit. I'll get through it as quick as I can. There was this idea um, that, that's purported in queer theory that at some point, a human being realizes that they are queer. 
And typically, if you're talking about rural persons or persons from small towns or, or not major metropolitan areas, there is that othering effect where you feel like you must be the only one in your area. Okay, so the idea is that as a natural thought, you figure if you move to a larger city, you have to run into someone else the same as you. So this is why you see like Miami, New York, DC, California, or uh, uh, San Francisco becoming these large gay meccas, Dallas, like there's many others, um, that these major, large, highly populated cities, um, there was kind of the small town exodus mm -hmm. of, of people who had figured out they were queer um, mm -hmm. towards these large metropolitan areas on the theory that I have to statistically run across someone like me. Um, and <laughs> they did. Um, and DC became one of the, you know, major meccas. Um, and our federal government at one point was mostly run by gays yeah. and lesbians and bisexuals. <sighs> and that's when it used to work. <laughs> well, you know, and I have an opinion there on that. I, you know, the Romans learned very quickly that we tend to have that easier times in battle and, you know, more dependable in battle. But what I do, but no, so the term lavender gets used a lot. I'm glad to see lavender country making a return to the airways. Um, and, you know, him getting some press for this, I mean, because there's other gay or country artists out there. Um, but, you know, his lyrics are probably the most refreshing in country that I've heard in a while. Um, so, yeah, keep going. Yes. Yep. Lavender hasn't been used forever, hasn't it? It hasn't been used in 73. I think that was the last Lavender Country artist. Yeah, that would sound about yeah. right. Patrick um, Hagerly. Yeah, because the 80s got weird. Yeah. Well, the 80s got stuck. Like, really stuck. Um, well, I mean, I'm going with, the, as a general life theory, the late 70s, early 80s, everything got kind of gay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like every everything got a little gender bent and and sexuality fluid. Um, then we slammed into the '90s, and suddenly everyone will like yanked back hardcore conservative machismo. Mm -hmm. You know, gender uh, roles and all that. Um, and then we we move morphed out of that, uh, like as in there was no place in in country music in the '90s for hardly anyone gay that was out right or was making music that was easily identifiable as well that's not exactly describing a heterosexual relationship is it no. yeah so the 90s sucked 
Um, <laughs> well, it did. Yeah, like the nineties sucked for music in general. Like yeah. the music industry in general had a lot of problems growing. Mm-hmm. Um, it became that's also I think when formula mu- music started becoming big. Um, well, and then we got into the two thousands and people started crossing over. Yeah. And then in terms of music genres, everyone started jumping around. Like they started in country, they ended up in pop. They started in pop, but did a country song. And made it big and made another one. Yeah. And then when, I guess. Let's do it again. Yeah. Even though their music didn't sound like country, but somehow they got lumped into country and we don't know how that happened. Right. Um, you know what I mean? That was the early 2000s, and then we get into the 2010s, and it's like, I don't know what we're listening to. What is, it we like? is it pop? Is it R&B? We, we don't know. They just... Oh, it's not head. R&B. Pardon? It's not R&B. Like, it's not true R&B anymore. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying, is it, it, it turned into a melting pot of genre, Mm-hmm. And then we move into the 2020s, and now we're starting to see the the push back into um, mm-hmm. one back to your genre, please. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's country music, it needs to sound like country music. And mm-hmm. oh, the gays are here. Um, like hi and welcome. <laughs> yeah, and like oh, here comes the rhinestones again. Here comes the you know the nice outfits and the stage performances it doesn't look like you just rolled out of i don't know um a brothel well you know there's that although i don't know that you can really say so much of that with dixon dallas like he, he no like uh, he, he's not flashy no not yet well it's not that he's not flashy it's just that he looks a lot like you know many of the other you know mm-hmm. musicians in the genre Right. Like he's not standing out. He's not wearing rhinestones, and you know, right? Like not rocking that whole rhinestone cowboy vibe. Right. Um, he he's he's a dude who does country music that happens right. to be about two dudes, mm-hmm. right? But that's about it. Like there, there's not you know, like it's not like hi, let's you know, queer it up in here. It's not RuPaul's country music station. Mm-mm. You know, it like, is. we're not doing that. Yeah, I, I'm not saying they never will. There'll probably be a weird resurgence at some point, and it'll get weird. Right. Well, you know, and but you know, we also have like Dolly now doing rock and roll, which I'm not really sure on that. Like she's done some weird things in the past, but it's like she, well, heavy metal, Dolly. Really, Dolly. You know, country music, though, is just where she wound up. <coughs> right. Like, if you want to look at her, at the song, the music she's done versus the genre she's in. Mm-hmm. Personality and looks, she ended up in country. Right. By music, she's all over the map and always has been. Right. Like she she does whatever she wants to, and people are like, that's cool too. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and move on with it. Like, we don't care. <laughs> sure. You know, and I don't know. 
what was it? It was last night when I was running the Glitter Bear Express. <laughs> I had 99.5 on. Yeah. And they had the audacity <laughs> to play only in a small town. And I just turned it off. I'm like, crap. That's crap. I'm not listening to it. Yeah. Like, the dude I, doesn't uh, even know what the fuck it is to do to live in a small town. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It kind of sucks when we start moving hate into music. Right. Like, did, I want to have this moment where it's like, didn't we have this, like, you know, 100 years ago or some shit? Right. Um, because rock and roll went through that. Country and, right. uh, or uh, not country, um, rhythm and blues went through that. Mm -hmm. um, in, in which we, we, we tried to segregate music. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work. It was a real bad idea. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like, why are well, we doing this again? And then you look at the people doing it, and it's like, oh, yeah, y'all were asleep through this. Well, not only were they asleep through this, but they're only doing this to sell. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, and this is my thing, and this is what gets me. There are some music that, and this is why, like, I'm listening to a lot of indie artists right now. Um, but there's, like, music that was only wrote to sell. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. they have no freaking clue what the words are. They don't even know what they're saying. Like, they're don't just care. writing to... Don't care. Don't care. Yeah. Like, and, and it kind of goes back to that, you know, 90s manufactured band. Mm -hmm. Like they they've applied that throughout music, right? Like find a dude who looks like the genre, find a girl who looks like the genre, mm -hmm. and her lyrics. Mm -hmm. Hire a voice coach, auto tune it to hell, right? You know we we've run this through an algorithm, and this is by God what's going to be the next hit, right? So show up and sing. Right. I just wish Jason Aldean would have done better. Because that song could have been taken into so many different levels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, most of where they screwed up was the video. Because the actual yeah. song... Right. Does it, like, it, you could take it a few different ways. Right. But once you throw the music video in, it's real clear what we're talking about. Once you throw the music video in, it's trash. Get it off my radio, 99.5. Yeah. But technically, if but not for the music video. Mm -hmm. But not for the video. Mm -hmm. um, it could have been a, a very popular hit across a lot of people. Right. Like, it, it could, like you could have had the gays singing along. You could have had the, you know, everybody singing along. Mm-hmm. Joy, music, and happiness. Um, but the video killed it. Right. Because there's a fair number of songs that have interpret uh, interpretability. Right. Like he had plausible deniability of what the lyrics right. were about until the video was made. Right. And then it's like, nope, there's no right. other way to interpret that now. Right. It's a hate anthem. Right. So uh, there was that. Yeah. 
All right, so let's hop over and do some poly advice. All right. Oh, did I not send? You sent? Oh, sorry. Are you the asshole? Okay. I'm sorry. I got confused there. Am I the asshole? I wrote vacuum playroom on a chore list and got annoyed at my partner for not picking up toys and books and just vacuuming around these items. He says if I wanted him to pick items up, it should have been on the list before vacuuming. I, 34 female, and my partner, John, 34 male, have a child, four. We recently became friends with a family with a child the same age. This other couple have had us over for two family hangouts slash dinner, and this past weekend, we were able to host them. Some background. For years now, whenever we are having people over or the apartment has gotten very messy, I will write a chore list. I don't assign things for myself or John to do, but I do need to call attention to the list and say these things need to be done before people arrive if we want to look like people that live in a clean home and it's both our responsibility. On to the recent interaction. I had written vacuum playroom on the chore list. John at some point crossed it off as well as several other chores on the list. I had to put some toys in there and saw there were toys and books and craft supplies all over the floor. I spoke to John about it and I was speaking in an annoyed tone. I said he did not complete this task and that vacuuming without cleaning the floor is half-assed. He says if I wanted him to pick stuff up off the floor before vacuuming, it should have been a separate item on the list. I said that's ridiculous. He said, I didn't have to be an asshole about this. So, am I an asshole? <sighs> I mean, part of me called to the logic side. Part of me wants to get called to the logic side. You didn't ask me to pick up the toys and the books and the crap. You asked me to vacuum. But even I have to say as much as I'm normally a logic person. Dude. 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 You have to pick up before you vacuum. It's part of vacuuming. You can't vacuum a floor with crap in it. Not only that, but you will ruin the vacuum. Yeah, because the number of things you end up picking up incidentally Mm-hmm. You really have to like pick shit up before you run a vacuum. You can't just go in there all willy-nilly and shove crap out of the way with the mm-hmm. vacuum. You destroy the vacuum. Well, that's like when people clean. How the hell do you know you cleaned unless you move stuff? I- I'll go one step further. How do you clean a tub with a child in it? Yeah. You don't. <laughs> You, you know what I mean? It, it's it's one of those, like, it's like cleaning the sink and you left the dirty dishes in it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the idea. You think you cleaned the sink, but mm-hmm. how? Right. How do you think if there's a stack of dirty dishes in the sink while you're cleaning it, that you have, in fact, cleaned the sink? 
Right. You have not. No. But, John, you're an asshole. You were half-assing it to begin with. You should not have crossed it off the list. And it wasn't like it was assigned to you. This isn't your daily chore, and you're just trying to phone it in. And here she is trying to have a good friendship with some people, and you're acting like a moron. Yeah. And I think at 34, he needs to grow the fuck up and learn how to clean. Um, so OP, not the asshole in my opinion. No. Not at all. This was a perfectly reasonable request that he loopholed his way out of. Yeah. All right. So I will get the poll up for everyone else um, to vote your opinion. Of course, it's over on Ace and Night. Um, Absolutely. Okay. All right. Now, move on to poly advice while I get this up. All right. Healthy advice needed. So I, male, non-binary, 30, am in an amazing poly relationship with my nesting partner, female, 34. And overall, things have been pretty great. We tried the throuple thing at first and it didn't work out too well, mainly because of the third person and how they tried to treat and use us. But since then, we've been doing more separate dating in a kitchen table poly type way because we want our partners to be our friends as well. Overall, it's been pretty good. I've had one other partner. She's had a couple, none of them really sticking for us. But hey, that's dating. And I guess this is where my problem comes in because typical per dating, there's obviously tons of dudes throwing themselves at women, whereas a non-binary dude myself, not a lot of ladies are throwing any lines back. And it just sucks because when my partner is finding new people, I am genuinely super happy for her, especially if she gets into that giddy level of, wow, this person really actually is actually really cool. It's not, I'm not jealous or worried about her leaving or anything like that. It just also makes me a little sad at the same time because I can't really find anybody to talk to, especially here in Indiana. I'm literally extended all of my dating profiles reach to be like a hundred miles from home. And it's like, I've literally ran out of people to swipe on. And now all they do is throw people at me from around the world. That's why I guess the advice I'm asking for is how can I in a healthy way handle these emotions? Because again, I'm feeling both super happy for her while a little sad for myself at the same time. And is there a better way to find people? Because I'm in poly Facebook, Facebook groups. I look a little bit on the poly subreddit or poly Reddit stuff. I'm on OkCupid, Tinder, Facebook dating, and still can't even find somebody to just have a nice chat with, let alone get to know and go further. Any advice would be appreciated, and I apologize. I know this kind of uh, ran long and could possibly be under vent as well. All right, my advice. Go do things you're interested in. Get off the app. Go get involved in something. You'll be surprised who you meet there. And I'm not talking like, poly for legalization of marriage or some other you know poly based group just go get involved 
you know, hit up the pride community, hit up, you know, your, you know, the other communities where your <laughs> energy could be used and you're more likely to meet people. Yes. I can definitely go for that one. I, I think sometimes it also comes into play. We're still new to the world of non-binary. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that non-binary hasn't been an option for a while. It has been. I think there's a fair number of people that having not thought about gender binary or, or not mm -hmm. spent a lot of time with the concept. Right. Don't inherently know that they are attracted to non-binary people. Right. Um, to even begin to add that to who they're looking for. Right. Um, and I, I think you like it feels like you've swiped on everyone that could possibly be interested in you in your area, and now you're just out thrown to the world. Right. I don't think that's true. I think you have to accept that to an extent, um, being non-binary, unfortunately, becomes part of the problem. Right. Um, not because it's a bad thing, not because there's something wrong with you, not because people hate you, because I think a lot of people never have stopped to question. Mm-hmm the gender binary and whether or not they are attracted to non-binary people and therefore have not considered it. Um, it, it it's, it's easier. Right. It's just easier to, to only be attracted to men, to only be attracted to women or to right. go out there and be like, I'm attracted to like, I'm bisexual. Um, Versus actually thinking about the gender or lack thereof of your right. partner and whether they participate in the binary expression of gender. Mm -hmm. I think there's more people out there for you to meet. I just don't think that they have made the selections necessary. Right. So keep saying hi to people you're into without necessarily caring what they've selected. Right. Um, that would be my advice, is take take some chances on it. Say hi to people who may not have selected um, non-binary people. You might be yeah. surprised. Well, knowing that, but also, again, you've got to get out and get active. You can't just sit there on the app hoping for things to happen. True. You know, absolutely. You know, go to MILF. Um, you're in Minnesota. There are a lot of things going on in Minnesota. Go do them. Indiana. Okay. For some reason, he posted in a Minnesota forum. Oh, weird. Yeah. Maybe okay. he's right there on the border. You know. You know, we're not the only state that has a geological issue. True. True, true. Um, there is that. There is that. So there's a lot you can do. There's a lot you can get involved in. But, you know, I think that we've gotten out of the pattern mm -hmm. of hunting. And I mean, actually going out, getting involved, 
you know, example, I like to go camping. Uh-huh. If I'm desperately looking for someone else, I should be going camping. Um, you know, and get into camping groups. Um, before I go, well, there isn't just, there isn't any glamour bears out there. Um, no. Well, that's not true. Or anyone into true. glamour bears or anyone. Right. You know, like, you, you, or no one's into poly people. Um, you know, like, it, it's easy to get stuck that this thing mm-hmm. is what the problem is. And it's like, right. no, it no. is, but it isn't. Right. And the other thing is the jealousy going on. Well, she's meeting people, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Really? Really? You're mad because your wife is more popular than you are, but she's also probably talking. And she's probably also took time to invest in a profile. Well, but then I know uh, PolyAmFam also makes the, the point um because that that's come up in one of their videos is is that uh feeling of like well you're meeting all these people all these people are talking to you and then you see who shows right and it's like oh mm, never mind like if that's what approached me mm -mm, never mind i'm good over here thanks honey we went through that Mm -hmm. you know polyam fam done it but we lived that yeah Oh yeah, we we've gone through that. Like, because he'll get hit on, and I've made the joke. Like, what am I chopped liver? Like mm-hmm. he he opens an app anywhere, and it's just like jackpot city. Just ding ling ling, it goes crazy. I'm sitting over here, and it's like I'm lucky if the bots find me. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, what am I chopped liver? And then I see the people that talk to him, and it's like. Oh, Jesus. Oh, never mind. Never mind. If that's that's the popularity of, uh, of this area, I don't want to be popular. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's like, you know, bad. <laughs> like, gee, woo. Like, there's some missing links here. <laughs> missing links are, you know, regular relics from our... Um... Oh, you know, the Stone Age Your still hanging around. Doesn't fork. Uh, there is chlorine. For 10 generations. Someone peed in your gene pool. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's sort of like, and it's like, never mind. If that's the cost of popularity in this area, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, because he would get mad and I'm like, here, you deal with them. <laughs> it's like I I don't know how to begin dealing with them without going. I think I spotted four Bigfoots. <laughs> yes, in Withville, Virginia, there are at least four Bigfoots. Like, whoo! That's that's that is an interesting selection of human beings right there. Like, wow. <laughs> Like and I'm not I'm not just trying to say physically unattractive. I mean like some of the stuff on their profiles was just all oh, personality unattractive. Some of it is the messages they sent, which were like, Oh, I need a shower. Um, you know, like it wasn't like, Hey, how's it going? Welcome to our area. Would you like to, you know? No, 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 no. It's just like 
some really rough messages like does anyone say yes yeah like you know like if you ever wanted to message someone back when you're on a dating app and just be like has anyone ever mm -hmm. gotten this message from you and been like yes that sounds great let's do that right like who 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 possibly Why? responds to this yeah ever just ever just ever mm -hmm. you know and it's like what the hell um which you know that leads us into a very quick topic on dating profiles fucking fill them out it helps please you know don't be going well I can't find no one when your profile is blank when your picture is a picture of I don't know a rock yeah. no one's looking to date a rock or it's that weird random like I the ones I hate are people who use pictures of arguably of themselves I don't know maybe it's a weird random thing they found online or whatever but they do like the i i'm gonna grab this quadrant mm -hmm. of my face you can look at my eye and my eye socket right do you know how weird that is like that's really weird if that's your only profile picture right like that's kind of no mm, no no like, how do you even make connection on that? Yes. Um, blank profiles, badly written profiles. And I'm not talking grammar. I'm talking totally just badly wrote. You know, beach is spelled wrong. You know. I, you know, I'll give people misspelling. But when it's just like, you know, is anyone on here looking? I mm -hmm. know no one's going to reply to me like dude you sound like you have issues buddy like yeah. mm, you're you're mm -mm. like yeah. not interested already tangent on this one say hi yeah have a con actual conversation have something to ask yeah Please ask something. Yeah. I don't mean like ask for money or like, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, here's here's how this typically goes and fails. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. You? We never speak again. Well, you know, that's in debate. That would be nice to get that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm fine with the opener. It's just the, if no one has a next mm -hmm. or like someone gives a next and then you don't reply. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you expect to meet people? Well, but you know, my side of that, mm -hmm. you know, I don't need to like, know how many vertebrae you need cracked. Uh, yeah, no. Well, you, yeah, yeah. 
I just mean, though, like, you have people that jump the gun. Yeah. Like, they, probably, they, they... Otherwise, you know, if they came in there like normal human beings instead of animals, mm-hmm. probably would at least get a cup of coffee. Yeah. At minimum. Like, you know, hold a human conversation. Yeah, because yeah, yours jumps... It, it, yours, like... People jump to sex way too quick. Yeah. Like, it's like, hi, here's my room number. Yeah. Whoa, buddy, back it up, back it up, back it up. Back it up. Like, First of all, least... you know, you have no face. You either have a chest or a torso, you have no face. I don't know if you've been hit by an ugly stick or a car. Uh-huh. Or you're afraid your wife will find you. Exactly. Like it's exactly. gotta be, it's gotta be one of the three. Yeah, it's 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 always one of the three. Either you know, like everything but a face mm-hmm. means everything but a face. Uh huh. Um, hmm. you yeah. know, or and then... it means you're cheating and don't want to get caught because this is not open. This is not poly. This is not anything ethical. Right. You're just out and out cheating. Right. Or, you know, it's blank and you blow my damn phone up without even sending pictures. And then when asked for pictures, oh, I don't send them. I'm discreet. Mm-hmm. This is 2020 damn three. Mm-hmm. Well, now there's one that's worse that you hate even more. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you didn't lead with that one, though. Dick pic, dick pic, whole pic, dick pic. Okay. <laughs> I told you you hated it more. Oh, my God. You want to see him go through a roof? Start the conversation with nothing but pics. Well, again, there's a time and a place for pics. However... There are some things that should never be pictured unless it's by your proctologist. <laughs> okay. First of all, nobody likes that picture. Nobody. I mean, there like, are how do you even take that picture is beyond me. But again, <sighs> but at least say fucking hi or create an album and just unlock the albums. Stop blowing up people's devices. You look too damn eager. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you don't say anything. Yeah. Nothing. No words exchanged. Just picture, 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 picture. Picture. Picture, 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 picture. Oh, more pictures. Yes. Emoticon. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Uh, Like that one. Oh, you want to see him get mad. Oh. You want to see me use my block button? Ooh. Like, I'm a pro at this point on blocking people. Yes. Like, I have thought about paying for the subscription to Grinder to give me more blocks. Yeah. Well, it's basically like the all pick, no words. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you find what a fuck. 
a better conversation starter than the all picks no words mm -hmm. very much so you know at least with that it's like well maybe what else you got yeah. like do you have a personality do you have a menu? Like if I'm ordering off the menu, what do you have? What's the options? You know, is it sushi? Is there some tamale there? You know, is there some rare rabbit? What the hell? No limits. <laughs> no, I'm going to one of these days take that one of those boys up on that option, throw a catch me in a minute, and I'll go, oh, no, no limits. Okay, I'll get the barbed wire and come over. But it's how that goes. The So many, so many times when, when they start with the, like, solicitation message. Right. It is immediately like you, you, because you try to like, I will give you a shot to form mm -hmm. a sentence, right. and and so you will type something out. I don't know. I might be interested. Like, what? What are you into? Like, you you go down that route with them, and yeah. without fail, the next thing they say is no limits. Mm -hmm. Every time, and you're like, oh, so. It, and then it's a coin toss. Either he does that, like, blown-up tea kettle, like, head shake that he did a minute ago. Mm -hmm. um, because y'all saw it, didn't you? Like, he just... He does that, or, or, or he decides to have fun with it. Yeah. And he will create this elaborate scene that is, like, I mean, like Fifty Shades of Grey knows nothing. Yeah. Um, this is so far beyond that. It's it's sort of like Fifty Shades of Grey and Law and Order SVU had a baby. Okay, I, I mean things that like oh my god, no one does. Hey Google, stop. But like, that's what he sends them and, and sees how fast they'll block it. I'm stopping any alarms or timers that are ringing on your smart home devices. All right, guys, that is the alarm. Let's see what the poll has to say. 100% no, you are not the asshole. Wow, surprise there. John, you cannot vacuum. You may even get put on to, how, to car duties at this point. More importantly, stop finding loopholes. Start helping your wife. Exactly. All right. Well, guys, we will be back on Friday at 8 p.m. for Psychic the Plans. Sunday? Sunday. Sunday, yes. All right. So, of course, we want to thank Beverly Walker, Mika G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda, Shannon C, Shannon D, Lady Gwendolyn, Charles Shaw, Tracy Van, Caitlin Bell, and Devin. If you'd like to learn more about us, the show, or how you too can become a Patreon sponsor and receive all the wonderful benefits our baristas receive, please visit us at pcspnetwork.com. Yes. Good night, y'all. Good night.